You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 8. But before we go to that scripture to start reading, the first question I would like to ask is, what is fruitfulness? What is fruitfulness? And I wrote here that fruitfulness is a state of being productive in any sense. Fruitfulness is a state of being productive in any sense. It's a state of consistently yielding benefits. Are you following? It's a state of being productive in any sense. Is a state of yielding benefits consistently. So, before we start saying practical steps to being fruitful, maybe the first question should be that, do we need to be fruitful at all? Well, let the scriptures answer us. Genesis 1, 27 to 28. When God began to talk to the, you know, to the man and woman he had made in the spirit, God said, and the Bible says, and God blessed them and said, what was the first thing he said? Hey, can we say, what was the first thing he said? Be fruitful. Can we say it together? Be fruitful. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 1, God was talking to Noah after the flood and all that. And the Bible says, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful. Amen. In Genesis 17 verse 6, God was talking to Abraham. The father of faith. And God said, I will make thee exceeding fruitful. Are you following? In Isaiah 32 verse 15, the scripture says, Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Hallelujah. In other words, fruitfulness is what God desires. And just in case you think those are just Old Testament. God, uh, Jesus said in John 15, verse 8, verse 5 and 8, says, if you abide in me and I abide, and my words abide in you, he says, you will ask what you will and it shall be granted to you. He said, is my father glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. Colossians 1.10 says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. In other words, if I'm going to please the Lord, I have to be fruitful in every good Walk, hallelujah. So we know and we can see that God wants us to be fruitful. Are we following? God wants us to be fruitful. So it's a very simple thing. Now that we know, let's go back to our text. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. We are going to be going verse by verse. From verse 3 to verse, verse 8. And that is all I have to say this morning. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Tell your neighbor, they are great and they are precious. Tell your neighbor, the promises are great and they are precious. That by this, in other words, by this great and 
great and precious promises, we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, this is the way we are going to be partakers of the divine nature. By the great and precious promises that has been given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot be a partaker of the divine nature and not be fruitful. Is that correct? Is it possible to be like God and be unproductive? And be barren and not yield benefits consistently? Hallelujah. It's not possible. So if he says that we have been made partakers of the divine nature by the promises we have received, by the words that God for, by the prophecies we have received, it means that we have been made partakers of those who have become fruitful. Am I correct? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 5. It says, besides this, do, do we have amplified? Do we have amplified there? You don't? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to read it from my own Bible here. Hallelujah. It says, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, verse 6. Verse 6. We have hung. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Verse 6. And to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Verse 8, if you are there, can we read it together? For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we read it again? For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says if these things, those are the things we are about to look at. That's all. I said it's a very simple message. It's all there in that um, chapter of scripture. If these things be you and abound. So it's not that they are just in me. They are in me and they abound. Hallelujah. So let's go back to verse 5. Amen. I'm trying to read it from the Amplified. Hallelujah. All right. So verse 5 says, for this very reason, for the reason that we have been made partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah. It says, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith. Tell your neighbor, it starts with faith. It starts with faith. Everything in this kingdom starts with faith. Hallelujah. It says, employing Every diligence supply to your faith. In other words, the faith is the first thing. Am I correct? That's what we are supplying something to. Hallelujah. And it's very simple. We we know that faith comes by hearing, right? And the divine, the, 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 the great and precious promises that we have been given are related to us by the word of God. Hallelujah. So we have been made partakers of the divine nature by faith. Are you following? If you are born again, you have faith. Tell your neighbor you have faith. Tell your neighbor you have faith. So that's the beginning. It says we should employ all diligence. So 
I just wanted us to have that background, that foundation, that it starts with faith. And if you are born again, you have faith. Amen. All right. So what's the first thing we are supposed to add? Giving all diligence. Hallelujah. Now it becomes practical. Today, this morning, I've come to be practical. Very simple and direct. Adding all diligence. So I'm born again. Man, sir. The scripture says that I cannot just be born again and behave anyhow. It says the first thing that you give attention to is you become diligent. Not just diligence in reading the scriptures or praying. Because some of us, we have that part covered. So we pray well and we read the scriptures well. But when we get to work, we are not diligent. Remember, we are talking about practical steps to being fruitful. Peter says, you must give all diligence to that faith you already have. You are born again. Thank God. But are you diligent? Hallelujah. You are born again. Thank God. But when something is committed to your hand, how do you carry it out? Are you following? It says, until I begin to give diligence to everything I do in this work of faith, I might not be fruitful. That's what he's saying. Because it says that if all this is being you and abound. In other words, in diligence am I abounding? Do I supply diligence to my faith every time? Okay, let me break it down. and make it more practical again. So God said to you that this year you will make 10 million. Or you have a profit of 10 billion. And then you sit down and say, because God has said, that 10 million will surely come. Brothers and sisters, you will sit down there from January to December and nothing will happen. Not because the word of God is not true, but because you must give all diligence, add to your faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So when God gives you an instruction and says go, you go with diligence. That's what I'm saying. When God says walk like this, you walk like that with all diligence. Are you following me? Giving all diligence. So that's the first thing we need to add to our faith. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? I'm arming on this point because since I was in school, we have um, been taught faith. And if you are not careful, you begin to understand faith outside of the process of works. But that is what we call the works of faith. Hallelujah. It is simply obeying and acting on the instruction that God is giving you per time. Hallelujah. So Peter says, sorry, James says, I would show you my faith by my works. Now, what I'm not saying is those works have to be done diligently. So if I'm a teller in the bank, I do that work diligently. Amen. I hope everybody will still like me when I finish. But remember, we are planning to be fruitful. And the Bible says we should give all diligence. It's not me. Hallelujah. For some of us, we can sleep 
and sleep and sleep all the productive time away. Or watch African magic and watch and watch and watch it away. And then the Holy Spirit is reminding you that work you brought from, from, from the office. That work you brought from the office. Until it is 11 p.m. and Nepal now takes light. Then you say, Nepal is taking light. I'll do it tomorrow. And then you get the work. And then you, the next day's work is there. And then it accumulates. And you begin to nag. And we begin to assume that it's your boss that is doing like that. However, it was, it's not your boss. You have not given all diligence. And then if there is now a repercussion from that attitude, we come to church and begin to pray. Whereas the Bible has already said, you give all diligence, adding to your faith. So maybe God gave you a word and you got that job by the word that God gave you. But you must add diligence to it. That God has given you something does not mean you will sustain it without doing anything. Amen. Amen. Diligence means persistent effort. Persistent effort. Amen. That's exactly what Isaac had in Genesis chapter 26. He dug a well. They stopped it. He dug another one. They blocked it again. He did not say, but God, maybe you said I should sow in this land. What is your problem? I'm not sure I heard you right. He already had the faith. But he needed to add diligence to that faith. God already told him, stay here, sow in this land. Are you following? So that was already settled. But then he needed to add diligence to it. What we do to faith most times is that we tend to hear the word of God and just want to sit down. Ah, oh, God has said something great. And it will just come to pass. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And that's why most times people tend to think that uh, when God says something, hey, you see, if he likes, he will do it. If he likes, he will not do it. No. When God gives a word, that word is sacrosanct. What is important is what you do with the word. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Can I have my scripture back? All right. So it says, giving all diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercise your faith to develop virtue. Hallelujah. So that's the next thing we are, we are adding. Virtue. And virtue means excellence. Tell your neighbor, say excellence. It's in the scripture. I'm reading all this, you know. It's not motivation. This is scripture. This is, this is life. Hallelujah. It says, excellence. Christian energy. That's what Amplify says. In other words, add to your faith excellence. That you are spiritual is not an excuse to be mediocre. Are you following? No, I pray a lot. I speak in tongues. And then I, but I dress anyhow. I pray a lot. I speak in tongues. But my behavior to things around me is that of anyhowness. Like Pastor Joshua will say, you have the spirit of anyhowness. Just do it anyhow. It just flows. Arrange here. You arrange it as if 
you are fighting with the chess. No excellence. You are doing business and you deliver your goods. And the person that you delivered it to looked at the picture on Instagram. Look at the goods. Say, ah! Have you seen stuff like that before? See, shoe on Instagram. And then <laughs> they deliver the shoe. You want to faint. And then you are wondering, what's the correlation? I mean, let that not be you. Tell your neighbor, let that not be you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Add to your faith, excellence. You can't afford to be mediocre. You know, when I was in school, I was not really very, very serious with my books. <coughs> That's uh, university. Until <coughs> 400 level. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't used to read, though. Because I knew I would pass somehow. But it's not somehow that God wanted me to pass. That's where I'm going. Are you following? You know, it was on the phone level. It just occurred to me that what kind of testimony <laughs> are you going to bring out from this, your BSc? Hallelujah. So when I did my master, I had a totally different attitude. Even though it was more stressful, it was easier. Why? Because grace was supplied. Because I had the consciousness. Are you following? Add to your faith, excellence. Yes, God gave you that admission. So you entered now. You, you decided to be sleeping in church. You don't go to class. You don't read your books. Hallelujah. You are now in a particular line. Let's say like Pidge, HR. But because you now have a job in HR, you have refused to you know, progress. No professional course. Nothing. I know what I know. I will do what I know, right? But say, add to your faith, excellence. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, excellence. The next thing we are supposed to add says, and in ex exercising virtue, develop what? Knowledge. Aha. Now, the knowledge here. The, the Greek word for knowledge here is gnosis, not epignosis. It's talking about the general body of knowledge. Are you following? That's why Amplified says intelligence. Still in the line of what we are saying. I want to start a business. What do you know about the business? Nothing. But I believe it will work. Sit down there. What knowledge have you gotten about what you want to do? Practical. We are practical this morning. Am I making sense? Add to your faith knowledge. So God has said, Sir, that He will make you bigger than Dangote. And you sit there and say, ah, God has said He will make me bigger than Dangote. Listen, in 10 years, you might not be close to it. To, to Why? If you do not add knowledge. Business is not a joke. Giving an example. Do you understand? So I want to become bigger than Dangote. However, I don't read. What I knew five years ago, it was as you know. Nothing is going to happen. Add to that faith, that word that God has given you, 
you begin to study in the line of what you want to do. You begin to pay attention to the body of knowledge in that sphere. If it's HR, you study HR as if there is nothing else to study. If it's accounting, you study as if there is... Do you understand? Add to your faith. God has told you already. So you know your path. But however, you must add to your faith knowledge. Amen. You have to come into awareness of the existence and scope of that thing that God has told you about. So, for example, practical. You've been praying for a child, and then your wife becomes pregnant, or if you are the woman, you become pregnant. Does that mean that you should not read all you need to read about pregnancy and parenting? She is God has said you give me a child, he has given me. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not an excuse. Because that knowledge, for example, has the possibility to you along the line. So, for example, knowledge in that area can be as simple as knowing the right of speech to use. Are you following? Practical steps to being fruitful. Or to put it another way. Effective. Because God can give you a word and the pregnancy will come and you can mismanage it. Hope you know. So add to your faith knowledge. When it comes to what we do, that knowledge also talks about skill, know-how. Amen. So you cannot be afraid. And it's not everybody that um, people are patronizing a lot that buried something. Some of them, they just have enough knowledge, enough skill and know-how. If you are the one to, you will gravitate towards that person. Is it not true? It's as simple as that. Some things that we pray about, there is no need to pray about them. Why? God has already given you a word. All you need is to begin to supply to your faith all these things we are talking about. And then productivity will begin to show up. Are you following? You want to be importing or exporting something. You just had somebody say it. And then you had that, ah, money, you know, it makes plenty profit. And then all you just do is, ah, you give them your money. They say to come in three weeks' time. <laughs> I'm sure the way some people are looking at me, you have entered one chance in those kind of stuff. What do you know about custom scenario? If your goods hang in some place, who do you know to call? I'm just saying that in all these things, as the scripture has said, you need to add knowledge to everything that you do. You don't have an excuse. The first knowledge base is in the scripture itself. And every other thing. Tell them about every other thing. The next one. We have left this verse. Okay. And in exercising knowledge, develop what? Let's say it again. 
is the ability to master one's desire and impulses. Simply to be disciplined. Self-control. You know what this will do to you sometimes? This will let you know, for example, that you might be anointed, but you might not yet be appointed, so you wait. In other words, you already have the word. God said, I will do this. But you don't just jump. Are you following? That's another thing that we do in supposed working in faith, that we make shipwreck of our faith. So God gave you a word. You just go, hey, Lord, stop me. Calm down. The person that spoke, let him keep, keep speaking. Calm down. Have mercy over your impulses. God says something to you now. You come and, ah, God said, it's not everything that God said to you that you should open your mouth and say. Are you following? God sends you on a path. Let him lead you on that path. Just like he told Abraham, leave your father's house. You know, initially he didn't tell Abraham where he was going, where Abraham was going to go. But as you read the scripture, you see God guiding Abraham a little here, a little there. Let's not be like Lot and just decide to just go anyhow. Self-control. Hallelujah. And in exercising self-control, develop what? Steadfastness. Patience. I like this one. Patience does not mean I do waiting. Tell the boys, patience is not I do waiting. Patience is staying power. Are you following? This one is, for me, in my experience, is where we, we miss it so much in our faith work. We are not patient. But the Bible says those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. You... Okay, God said you become that good. You want to become that good now. Have you added knowledge? Have you added self-control? You just want to jump. Are you following me? God has said to you, I will give you a wonderful godly man to marry. And then you come out from that closet. The first person that looks like it, calm down. Am I making sense? I'm trying to be as practical as possible. Sincerely speaking, like I said, this is not what I wanted to preach. <laughs> you know, but I believe the Holy Spirit wants to help some people here. And impatience. Working in faith, you have to be cheerfully enduring. Tell everybody, say cheerfully enduring. Patience is not frowning face, saying, God, I'm sure waiting for you when you are ready to perform. Hallelujah. Remember, you have a word of prophecy. As long as you take it to that word, it should be able to sustain you in cheerful endurance. Are you following? So add to your faith cheerful endurance. So God has told you something. Be glad all through the work of faith. Are you following me? Don't 
pray, and then you go out, and life asks you another question, and then you begin to complain. Because life will always ask you, did God say? It's a question that life will ask you every time. Did God say? As God said. But in response, sometimes you don't even say anything. You just dance in the spirit because you know God has said, and you know God is working it out. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just trying to, to run because of time. All right. And in exercising steadfastness, develop what? Godliness. This is, this is not holiness. It's not righteousness. So let's, let's get it from there. It's not talking about holiness or righteousness. You are righteous because you gave your life to Jesus. But he's saying here, supply to your faith. It's devotion to God. You don't stroll into church at whatever time you like. You just stroll in. You just say, oh, I, sit down. I don't want to sit down there. I want to sit down here. I just sit down. Devotion to God. The things of the Spirit, they matter to you. No, no, no. Don't, put, don't, don't bring Bible here. What should I bring? Uh, please, what should I bring? Harry Potter. No, let's take God out of it. I don't understand what you are saying. I don't understand your language. Devotion to God. You want to be fruitful in your work of faith? You must add to your faith godliness. God must be the center of your life. That's what he's saying. When you want to make decisions, you think about what God wants first. That's what he's saying. Because we can easily make shipwreck of our faith by not being godly. Not because God has not said, but because in what God has said, if you do not, if you are not devoted to God and pay attention to his leading, you will walk off the path now. It's not him, it's you. Are you following me? And add to godliness. Next verse. And in exercising godliness, develop brotherly what? Affection. Here, what he's actually talking about is um, Christian kinship. That's why you see it says brotherly affection and exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. There are two different things. This first one is talking about the household of faith. He's saying, give preference to your brethren. Practical steps to being fruitful. Since the day I read this, I told myself that if I have two people that can deliver the same thing at the same level of quality, and one is a Christian, one is not a Christian, I'll choose a Christian. End of story. Are you following Add to your faith brotherly affection. And to brotherly affection, add what? Add love. Tell anybody, say love. Say love. We know what love is, but are you sure? How do we become fruitful practically in our work of faith? We just went through it. Supply. So it's not saying that your faith is not complete. It's saying that you need to supply something so that that faith can be effective. 
So it's like making aku, and then there is no soup, no fish, no nothing. Aku like that. You just want to be something will happen a bit. Something must go wrong. Most likely to be stuck on, you know, if you are normal. Though, I don't know. <laughs> Some people are normal. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it says supply the apple with vegetable. You understand? So that it can be effective. No, I'm trying to paint the picture so that we understand what he's saying. Supply to your faith all these ingredients so that you can be effective in your Christian work. You can be fruitful. The last verse. The last, that's, you've jumped. Verse 8, sir. Okay, so it says, for all these qualities, for us, these qualities are yours and increasingly abounding together. They will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto the what? Full personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Hallelujah. Can we rise on our feet? Did I help someone this morning? Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands and just thank God because all these things that we have read, you already have them. You just need to work them out. If you look well at these things and you look well at the fruit of the Spirit, They almost match. In other words, if I allow the Spirit of God to consistently lead me and breathe on me as I exhibit the fruit of my own regenerated spirit, I automatically begin to supply to my faith all these things. So can somebody just pray this morning for strength from the inside to supply to your faith everything that God wants you to supply to your faith. Everything we've said this morning, if you are not born again, it does not apply to you. Because if you are not born again, you don't even have faith. So you can, there's nothing for you to supply. So if you are not born again here, can you lift your hands? Let me just pray with you. In one minute. And then you can come to the flow of everything that we've said this morning. If there's anyone, just lift your hand. Let me see your hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. 
God bless you.